0: All statements and opinions expressed by guests of the Adult in the Room podcast are strictly their own and do not necessarily reflect the beliefs or opinions of the host, producers, or advertisers. All interviews are presented in their most complete possible form in the interests of free speech. No statements should be interpreted as financial, legal, or medical advice. Listener and viewer discretion are strongly advised.
1: It's the Adult in the Room podcast with Victoria Taft. That's me. It's a special edition of the Adult in the Room podcast. How you doing? Happy 2024, everybody. And Mike McCormick has just dropped his new book that his Substack followers have been pining for. Based on information he got from being Joe Biden's stenographer, we've talked to him multiple times, so you know about that. And if you don't, go back and listen to our previous discussions. And then, of course, now he's been given access to the Hunter Biden laptop. So he likes to converge these things and to uh, present what he's found. And he has, he's found, well, he's found enough to prosecute a case to impeach and imprison Joe Biden. That's the name of his new book, the Case to Impeach and Imprison Joe Biden by Mike McCormick. And he's previously written Joe Biden Unauthorized. Uh, and, and he keeps his sub stack, which is called Midnight in the Laptop of Good and Evil. And uh, the best summary of the problems in the Biden administration currently and in the Biden family right now, because that's what is at issue, is that Joey— That's what they call him, Joey. Jimmy, that's what he calls his brother. Freddie, his other brother. Hunter Biden, the son, and their family, Flim Flam, uh, the House Oversight Committee put it this way. Listen to this. Based on witness testimony, this is from the House Oversight Committee, Joe Biden was the brand in his family, and they sold him around the world to enrich the whole family. The Bidens and their associates rack, racked in, over raked in, I should say, over $24 million from 2014 to 2019, from countries like China, Russia, Ukraine, Romania, and Kazakhstan. Nice work if you can get it. Witness testimony confirms. I continue to read from the House Oversight Committee. Then-President Biden met, spoke with by phone, dined with, and had coffee with his family's foreign business associates. President Biden has repeatedly lied to the American people about speaking with his son's associates. Uh, Miranda Devine put it a different way. The Biden administration, the Biden family led by Hunter, monetized patriarch Joe And his office, to the tune of tens of millions of dollars from the Chinese, Ukrainians, and Russians, arguably selling out and compromising America. And, of course, Joe Biden denied it all and sought to conceal the ill-gotten gains by flowing them down through a couple dozen shell companies, even to one of the president's grandchildren, and committed all manner of alleged crimes in the process. It's called money laundering. Mike McCormick has established over the past few years some of the connective tissue between all of these different countries and Joe's involvement, Hunter Biden's involvement, um, all redounding back to the laptop and what he knows now. He's spoken with law enforcement, congressional reps, senators about what he has found, and he is once again here on the Adult in the Room podcast to talk about his new book, The Case to Impeach and Imprison." Joe Biden by Mike McCormick. Welcome back, Mike McCormick.
0: Thanks, Victoria. It's great to be back with you.
1: So the book, and you think that Joe Biden should go to prison, not only be impeached, but go to prison. Explain why you think so.
0: Well, there's three parts to the book. Uh, The first part is a very detailed timeline look at Joe Biden's involvement with burisma holdings. He actually was a mastermind of that kickback screen scheme. Started in the, the um, evidence I developed shows it, he started that right around March 2014 just as uh, Ukraine was being invaded by Vladimir um, Putin in the Crimea region um, first time. And so, you know, this Burisma Holdings started putting Americans on the board. They put Hunter Biden's Um, business associate, Devin Archer, on their board. Days later, Joe Biden goes to Poland, and the guy who put uh, Devin Archer on the board was an old friend of Joe Biden's who lived in Poland. He was the former president of Poland, a guy named Alexander Kwasniewski. There are, there's evidence I developed that there are emails between Devin Archer and Hunter Biden days before Joe goes to uh, Poland, so he's involved in this sequence of events starting right then. Uh, it goes all the way through till he's done with his president, his vice presidency in April twenty 27- seven. I'm sorry, January twenty seventeen. Um, at that point, he's done, and then eventually he becomes a president. And what happens within weeks after he becomes president? All investigate the the. Uh, Ukrainian Prosecutor General declares all investigations into Burisma are done. We will never investigate them ever again. Cl- the ca- all cases are closed. We're not looking into Burisma. He basically got him off that real that election, criminal election of Joe Biden. That you know fraudulent election of Joe Biden. Uh, Close it out for Burisma. So what Joe started in March, he concluded in January 2021 started March 2014, concluded January 2021, whatever he was paid, he was worth it because they never got investigated and he got his money and they got their millions from developing their uh, fracking gas uh, deposits there in Ukraine.
1: So much to unpack there. But first of all, two really interesting things. First of all, he got the uh, guy who was investigating the chief prosecutor investigating Burisma Burisma fired and he used U.S. intimidation tactics to do it, i.e. that you're not going to get the billion dollars in grants and funding. And then the other thing is that is kind of a crack up to the Green New Deal people and to people who saw the so-called tax reduction bill and the Inflation Reduction Act that he Uh, called the Green New Deal when he reinvented it and put it forward in Congress is that this is all about fracking. He was trying to help Burisma frack in the Donbass because and that was what the Russians wanted to get their hands on, too. So there is this big picture going on that is at times galling and at times it's laughable.
0: Yeah. It's unbelievable. And, you know, the real tragedy is how many people have died over this corruption that he basically engendered into Ukraine. He was there to fight their corruption, but he brought it in there with him. Vladimir Putin recognized it from the outset. You know, in uh, February 2014, uh, a Russian ally of Vladimir Putin, Yelena Batarina, sent $3.5 million to Hunter Biden and Chris Hines. John Kerry's stepson and Devin Archer to their company. And Putin knew that. That was a potent move. So they he knew he had Hunter Biden on a compromise almost from the beginning. And he knew by having Hunter compromise he had Joe compromise. As soon as he knew that, it was just a matter of him waiting until the time was right when Joe Biden, the weakest president we've ever elected, was in charge of our military. He just went in and invaded uh, Ukraine. And now they're going to sit on top of these significant uh, natural, uh, significant shale gas deposits in Ukraine and develop them. That's what Burisma was doing when Joe was getting his cut of that deal. They were developing uh, shale gas. Well, you know, the very thing he cut it, off and the he first wanted day it. He, and he became president. Said, yeah, Putin knew it. He wanted it. And he said, I'll let the Americans pay for the development of it because that's what happened. And then I'll go in and take over the pipelines when they're done. That's what he's done.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and then, of course, he had, I I suppose, some moral authority um, about it in this way. Uh, Not that Putin has a lot of moral authority, but let's be honest. He did uh, have to contend with the United States, arguably, blowing up the pipeline between his country and Germany. So I'm not sure where he's shipping it off to, but at that point in time, he still had the pipeline and he was still available to him uh, to be able to send uh, energy to Europe. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, he still does have uh, pipelines going from Russia through Ukraine. Ukraine politicians get a cut of that. You know, it's the most corrupt country, one of the most corrupt countries in the world. So, you know, they've had this war and yet... Putin ships his gas through their pipelines. And when, uh, you know, it's all said and done, Ukraine is like, we don't want to get rid of these pipelines. And Putin's like, don't get rid of my pipelines. So they got rid of that Nord Stream 2 pipeline. That circumvented Ukraine. It went through, and went underneath the, um, North, North Sea. And, um, I'm not sure exactly if that's right. It's not the North Sea. I don't remember. It's it went through uh, to Germany, directly to Germany. I might have gone through to Finland, but anyway, it was an underwater pipeline that went that circumvented Ukraine. So that's what Russia or Germany wanted, and they blow it up. So then Germany's kind of left out in the cold. It, it's just a, a Europe. Very is left in the cold. Europe is, is struggling now. Europe? It's, just a very, it's a very strange- Who does that? Term. Yeah. Who it, does it's that? It's a very strange turn of events that Joe Biden, with his gigantic ego, says, I'm going to beat Putin. I don't care who I hurt. I'm going to blow up this pipeline that Europe needs. It's just bizarre. So, And that's, that comes out of the book. There's so many instances of bizarre Joe Biden behavior focusing on his criminal intent, specifically in Burisma, but there's also a whole lot with uh, his criminal attempt. When I say imprison him, that's for treason. I think he should be imprisoned for treason because of what he did with the cartels in Honduras. Cartel-affiliated government officials in Honduras, he gave millions of American dollars in, in assistance directly to them, knowing at the time they were smuggling cocaine into the country. It might have been the cocaine his son was hooked on. And he continued to promote their ability to smuggle cocaine into the country. It's it's just the most unbelievable s- chapter in American presidential history we will ever see. A lot of it is in this book. It's a great book to learn the dirty, dirty side of Joe Biden and his and his family and the Obama Biden White House. Obama comes out in it too. That's what's important, you know. I talked to the. Oversight Committee Investigators back in May. And I announced that in my book. And I talked to uh, investigators from the Senate Homeland, uh, Governor, Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. And they they said, you, you've you got some really interesting information. What happened was, first I talked to the House guys. And they were very sort of withdrawn. It was like playing poker with professional poker players. I couldn't tell, I couldn't read what they really wanted out of me. So I just told them everything I knew. At the end of they said, we want you to talk to the Senate guys. They're doing this too. I said, okay. So I went to talk to the Senate guys. And the Senate guys were a little more personable. And um, they, at the end, said, hey, you should look into this guy. I said, you know, uh, this guy, Amos Hochstein, should be in jail. He's lied to you guys in the interview he did with you. And they looked at me and they said, you know, you should read the Piatt transcript. So I read this transcript that they had interviewed, then Ukrainian ambassador, Andrew Piatt, Py- uh, uh, not Andrew, that ambassador, uh, Jeffrey Pyatt in, um, I think it was July, 2020. So this is before the Hunter Biden laptop comes out. Mm. So the, the by and large government of, of, you know, out there, people out there didn't know about the Hunter Biden laptop. It was a well kept secret. FBI did. Yeah. The FBI <laughs> did and a few others, but that was it. So he does this interview and says, Oh, I didn't know anything about you know, I didn't know anything about, uh, recently I didn't know anything about, are you, Hunter Biden. He's all through the laptop as being part of it. And so that came, you know, that tip came out of, um, these Senate guys. So that was what I realized as I was talking to the Senate and the house oversight, they weren't really what they didn't want me to testify. You know, my goal with this book is to be able to testify in front of either their committees, whether it's a transcribed interview or open testimony in the public, or testify in front of David Weiss's grand jury. That's the goal of the book. I want to be able to present into the court of public opinion so much evidence, and that's what this book does, that they have to put me in front of these people under oath where my allegations become evidence because it's under oath. That's the goal. And so what I realized was these oversight guys, the House oversight and the Senate uh, Homeland Security guys, they weren't really interested in looking at Obama. They didn't really want to dig into that. They were. It seemed like they were afraid of pulling Obama into it. So I was like, hey, I'm putting that in the book. So the book is a lot of what Barack Obama's, how he well, this, covered it up. This people. was all on he, his
1: watch. I mean, all was, of this was on his watch.
0: It was on his watch, and he assisted it, and he assisted in the cupboard, and has been covering it up since. So it all has to come out. That's the thing. And the book has it. It has it in the book.
1: Okay, So let's go over a couple of things. Uh, First of all, you remark on in your book on a visit that Joe Biden took to the uh, to Ukraine, to Kiev and how he now you believe that knowing what you now know, because as the White House stenographer specifically assigned to Joe Biden, you went on this trip. Correct. And yeah, go ahead and tell us the backstory. We've got a little video that we can play
0: to demonstrate it. Yeah, play the video. Good. Yeah, there's three trips I went with him, Uh, one in April 2014, one in November 2014, and then one in December 2015. And it was through these interviews with the House Oversight Committee investigators and the Senate investigators that I realized they were really focusing on this trip in December 2015. So I started looking at that. And when I started writing the book, pieces of the puzzle fell into place. And I had, when I first started my Substack, stack, uh, come across this old YouTube video that, that was done by the Bi- Obama-Biden White House on Joe Biden's travels on this trip to Ukraine. And I didn't really understand what I saw in there. But when I was writing the book, and my friends at Marco Polo, these are the guys that are in that book, uh, um, they sent, hey... You've got to look at this, because we kind of bounce ideas off each other. They go, that guy Klitschko, he's in this video, he's on the Burisma board. That's Joe Biden having a Barisma board member as his greeter when he gets off the stairs of Air Force Two in December 2015. So this is actually Joe Biden changing American policy to benefit Barisma. That's been what the Democrats have said. He never changed policy. He never changed policy. Well, yes, he did. And this proves it. This entire trip was a crime that he committed because he went on this trip to fix a problem that Burisma had. And the problem they had was there was an investigation starting up through the Ukrainian prosecutor general's office led by a guy named Viktor Shokin. He was starting to dig into Burisma and hunt Joe Biden. And, you know, there was a kind of a love-hate relationship between the Ukrainian president Poroshenko and Joe Biden. Right. Joe Biden called Poroshenko eighty times during his vice presidency over two years. Wow. It was like once every ten days. That's wow. an astronomical number of how many people, how many times you know they were in touch. It was almost like they were best buddies. So, um, because Poroshenko had this Shokin guy, re- Joe realized at the urging of um, Ukraine of uh, Burisma guys. Burisma sent an email to Hunter Biden in November, early November 2015. We need a high-ranking government official, that was Joe, to go to Ukraine and and stand up for uh, and stop the investigation into Mykola Zlochevsky, the founder of Burisma, and our Burisma company. And that's exactly what he did. And this video is him starting that. This whole thing is a crime.
1: He is walking down the stairs. And then there's this huge man who's there to greet him. He's super tall. He's not like he's just very, very tall. Right. And so connect the dots for the uh, viewers as they watch this video. And you tell us who that guy is again.
0: So Joe Biden starts with an introduction and goes, I'm going to Ukraine to meet the mayor of Kiev uh, he used to, he's a professional boxer. He was a world champion boxer. His, and then he starts explaining how he has these problems with corruption and I'm here to fix his problems with corruption. He never names him. He doesn't say his name. So he walks down the steps and you see this video of him walking down the steps and there's a tall, powerfully built guy. The guy's name is Vitali Klitschko. And Klitschko, as was written in a, it, it, I wrote that in my book and then I took uh took the initiative to to get in with the New York Post and say, you guys should look at this. This guy was a burisma board member when he shook hands with Joe Biden. It's on a video. There's there's video evidence of Joe Biden committing the crime of corruption on a White House video. So they wrote a story, um, uh, Miranda Devine and Stephen Nelson wrote a story in the New York Post that this Klitschko guy was definitely a burisma board member. He denied it. They got in touch with him and he denied it. But they went and they found unnamed, unnamed sources who said, you know what? This guy was central to the Burisma board's situation for a, uh, an offshoot of Burisma Holdings natural gas called Burisma Geothermal. And who was, the board, who was the chairman of the Burisma Geothermal? Hunter Biden. And that's in the um, emails that are in the laptop. It's all in the laptop, that evidence. So that evidence is significant, and it ties Joe into this this act uh, this event, this conduct to go and undermine this investigation. and so um that's where it comes from. and the video is just sitting there. it's just sitting there on YouTube, and so I found it, and here it is. it's you know, we can look at it.
1: Tell us the significance of this and that in that Mike McCormick, you. You say this is an illegal trip. You're on this trip also, correct? You are there to, uh, you, as the, as the person who takes down every word that Joe Biden utters, you are there. And so you find out that this is an illegal trip because it's clearly a quid pro quo of some sort between a board member of Burisma And Joe's come, who, of course, is the brand for the Biden family, crime family, if you will. And he's the brand. And he comes to Ukraine, Kiev, to meet with the mayor, who's a Burisma board member. And he's done that just within days of his son being put on the board, right?
0: Uh, His son was put on the board in August. and, And Clinton was put on the board in August, so months ahead of time. I see. So, but the, but so, what happened? That's even days,
1: worse. <laughs> yeah.
0: But <laughs> what happened just days ahead of Joe Riding and Keith is there was a Burisma board meeting in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And Hunter Biden was at this board meeting with Devin Archer and other executives, also Burisma executives, Michael Zlodczewski and Vadim Pazarski. Pazarski and Zlodczewski, according to Devin Archer's testimony to the House Oversight Committee, they asked Hunter, "You need to get in touch with your dad in Washington." So Hunter calls his dad. His dad calls into this board meeting. This is two, three days before uh, he walks down the stairs. And Keith, uh, we don't know if Klitschko was at that board meeting. Devin Archer didn't name him as being at that board meeting. D- is
1: it essential that he be at that board meeting? I mean, yes. you'd like you'd like to know that, but they could have telephoned him and said, "Hey, be there when Joe gets there." So is it well, really? Well, they couldn't
0: telephone him, or he was at the board meeting, and that's where it was decided. Uh-huh. He was at the board meeting in Dubai. They said Klitschko, you're going to go home and meet Joe as the greeter, and mm-hmm. that's where they set it up. That's what and, I think.
1: And this, 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 of course, conveyed, a it telegraphed to the entire country. The that's right.
0: Yeah, tell us
1: what that right, meant. Because
0: he walks, he walks off the stairs, and uh, in the video you'll see off oh, this sort of white flashing light. That's uh, Ukrainian media. It's a night, night arrival, but it's, there's all kinds of, uh, television lights out there. This visual went across Ukraine. It didn't come into the U S. The only reason we have it is because it's in this video they forgot about on YouTube, but uh, all across Ukraine, they're seeing Joe Biden shaking hands with Klitschko. Klitschko was a hero in Ukraine at the time. Mayor Mm of Kyiv. he was a hero of that Maidan uprising in 2014, where they, the protests swept away the, uh, Putin puppet government, and they took over with their own corruption government that Joe Biden took advantage of. But at the time, they thought Klitschko was a really good guy. But the Ukrainian top-level executives, Poroshenko, his guys, they knew Klitschko was in with Burisma. They knew. And so there's Joe with this, this symbol. I'm with Burisma. I'm going to do their business when I'm here. Listen to me when I talk to you about Burisma.
1: When is the Ukrainian president deposed by Tory Newland and the apparatchiks at the by, at the Obama State Department? What was that? Was it right after twenty fourteen?
0: Yeah, that was the February twenty fourteen Maidan okay. Uprising, and okay. and Victoria Newland you just named she's mm-hmm. standing next to the Klitschko at the base of those stairs at Air Force Two. So it was and Pyatt, Ambassador Pyatt, the guy who's corrupt? So okay. they're all in on this scene.
1: What's the game? What? Okay, is there another way to read this? So first of all, you believe that there were ill intentions. You believe that there was actually no U.S. Uh, program or the um, anything that would help the U.S. in this this trip or anything um, that uh, it would not further our goals, our our foreign policy goals. So, but is there another way to read it? I mean, clearly, she she's the one who did the uprising. She's the one who got rid of the previous president and installed our, you know, uh, uh, Zelensky. She's the one who did all of that. So th- she would think that this is uh, all in furtherance of U.S. interests, I suppose. But is it?
0: Well, there were U.S. interests that Joe Biden was piggybacking on to enrich himself. But this specific trip, was for Joe Biden to s- stop uh, the investigation into Barisma. That's why it's a crime. There was no reason for this trip until he got this email. I don't know if the trip was planned well in advance, but he got an email in early November 2015. Two weeks later, the trip was announced.
1: Yeah, but when you, how much... when were you told you had to go on this trip? Do you, um, do you recall? Do you get an email from the White House uh, communications officer, their travel guys, and go, hey, the vice president's got a, a meeting here, and so you're on deck, dude.
0: When I see the public announcement, I go, oh, he's going to Ukraine. And then I don't know if I'm going with them until I get an email and they say, yeah, we need you on this trip. Um, because what happens is if they announce a trip and there's no press on it, then I don't have to go. So on that trip, there was press, New York Times, Peter Baker, significant reporter from in Washington a big shot guy. And, um, also, uh, Margaret Taleb, who was with, um, at the time she was a Bloomberg. Now she's with Axios and there may have been others. I don't remember, but I remember them specifically. And so we go down these stairs in this video and then immediately we get into the motorcade and drive to the, uh, hotel, at, uh, the Keith Hilton. And I get this text, Hey, we need you downstairs. There's a meeting we need you. To, to go to transcribe. So I go to this meeting. It's Ambassador Pyatt. It's um, a bunch of Joe senior staffers, Pyatt, Victoria Newland, Kate Bedingfield, a guy named Amos Hochstein, who was an energy guy. He's really tied into this thing. And um, I can't remember if there's anybody else. Uh, and, and then
1: these are all Biden's people. Oh, you and Colin call. And call.
0: Who is now a big, you know, he's covering for Joe with the Pentagon. Colin Call was a national security that uh, oh, And oh. so they have this, they have it, you know, the ambassador basically lays out for the press, oh, there's a terrible problem with corruption here. With this prosecutor general, we have to get rid of him. And the press just turns around and they're reporting on the trip and parrots exactly what they're told in that, in that meeting. Um, when I met with the oversight guys, they didn't know about this meeting. It was a background meeting, and they were like, oh, really? That's what happened? Do you remember what they said? So um, the transcript of that that I made is called background transcript. It was never released to the public. It exists, but no one's seen it. So then Joe goes through a series of meetings with, with the Ukrainians. At the end of those meetings, he gives a speech in their RADA, their their parliament. And in the speech, he calls for the firing of the guy, Shokin, and you have to deregulate the uh, onerous uh, regulations on the energy energy uh, sector. He's talking about trying to help Burisma. You know, He basically was over there, let's get rid of the choking guy, and the government has to be more kinder and gentler to Burisma. He said that in a speech, and they wrote the New York Times, Peter Baker wrote, wrote those lines down. His speech <laughs> into his story. So that's how all of a sudden everybody in the world is like, oh, Joe's a great guy. He's helping their energy sector, and this isn't corruption, but it absolutely was because behind the scenes, what we've read in the emails from the laptop, he was under orders by Burisma. Why was he under orders? Because I believe he was bribed significantly by Burisma, and I lay out some pretty good uh, scenario how it happened in my book. The okay, so here's the thing:
1: the Joe Biden doesn't have to take one dime for this to be a. a uh, an offense, a criminal offense, because he has lined his own pockets through virtue of his son's lined pockets. It, his brother could bring in money, which of course he has, and other family members. It doesn't matter if he never saw a dime, it is still an impeachable, corruptive event. And I think people forget that. They don't know that. If it comes into the coffers of the family, it is. Joe Biden. It's just like Joe Biden doing a deal to get to get a bribe. It's but in this case, Joe Biden did all of that and got a bribe.
0: That's exactly correct. Maltheasance, you know, using his influence to enrich his family. That's what he did. And so and he and he did it. I think he my my belief is and what, uh, you know, the House oversight, there are unearthing of all these banking records shows that he was getting all kinds of money from all different sources and no one's really sure how or where, you know, there's been uh, a lot of testimony in this, uh, FD, uh, 103, I think it is. Oh yeah. Uh,
1: 23, FD 23. The 20, yeah.
0: The FBI document that was mm-hmm. released in summer, um, by the Senate, uh, Homeland Security, um, Government Affairs Committee Investigation. They say that there was a five million dollar bribe paid to Joe and five million to Hunter. That was a statement made by my Michael Zlachevsky. So, you know, where were those paid? Was it paid through this salary that they gave him? Was it paid in a big chunk? Doesn't matter. You know, he still got a matter. bribe. Doesn't matter. Yep.
1: Doesn't matter. That's why Grassley asked for that FD-23. That's why he asked that. He put it in a letter. Charles Grassley, God bless America for that guy. I used to mock him. But uh, he is just solid, solid on these kinds of issues. Uh, they have him, they have Joe Biden dead to rights. So they actually have the bank statements. They have, in fact, there's the one statement where it, it has, it just, it's so easily ascertainable that the money they got from one of the, I think it was China, uh, that it goes to, Hunter, no, it goes to Jim Biden, and then it goes to his wife and their entity, one of their shell companies, and then she, that day, writes Joe a $40,000 check because it's a 10% amount of $400,000 to the big guy, which is what we all knew he was getting. And it doesn't matter if he got one dime. You know why? Because it's still corruption and it's still an impeachable offense. It is a high crime and misdemeanor.
0: Yep. And, you know, it's there. The evidence is there to impeach Joe Biden. So that's in the book. And, you know, they, the Democrats keep, you know, trying to pretend, oh, there's no evidence. These are just bank right. records. There's this no evidence. evidence. <laughs> this book is evidence. This, this video is, is evidence. the evidence.
1: OK, I want to go. I want to go to a couple of things in your book. So. um there is a prosecutor, I think that have you, I don't know if you have ever talked to Ted Cruz, but Ted Cruz was all over Alexander Mackler and his connections to the Biden family. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, wow, what a coincidence he's put on the special counsel David Weiss's team to babysit and puppy guard the, the investigation for Joe Biden. Here's how. Here's how uh, Ted Cruz put it: as the as a lead prosecutor in the Hunter Biden probe, AUSA Wolf, that is the secondary, who to um, uh, to uh, the uh, attorney general. Wow, Victoria, <laughs> Merrick Garland's number two, and worked alongside Mister. Mackler during his time as an AUSA, which is the person the it's the U.S. attorney in charge of in this case Delaware. A period that coincided with the initiation of the Hunter Biden investigation. Furthermore, emails recovered from uh, Hunter Biden's laptop revealed affectionate correspondence between the Bidens and Mr. Mackler. And you talk about and, and he goes on and he talks about how cozy this relationship is. But you know that Mr. Mackler was well ensconced way up in the nether regions of the Biden family because he was Beau Biden's uh the person in charge his campaign manager, Bo Biden's campaign manager for his uh as attorney general run in Delaware. And it goes on from there.
0: That's correct. And in twenty fourteen, Bo Biden was running for governor. So oh, they were for the governor. They were planning a Bo Biden run for governor. They were raising money for sure, it. Sure. He was doing and then he got sick. And they never followed, <sighs> you know, he got sick and he died. 2015 yeah. June uh 2015 so um so you know but Alexander Mackler was there at the beginning and in the book I draw a lot of information about him uh, being at at a significant event that took place in April 2014 as this was being planned so I started the timeline in March 2014 there's really significant events in April 2014 and and Mackler was there at one of them. At the uh, his emails show that he he was potentially present at a basketball game where Joe and Hunter and Bo were present, talking about Barış uh, and getting this whole thing set up. So he's he's a Wilmington guy, and they were this basketball game was in Wilmington, and there's a lot of questions around where was Hunter his emails make it look like he was in Wellington with at, staying at his dad's house. And so, you know, um, we'll see how uh, if, if they can get through, there's a secret service sort of staying, uh, holding back on the um, exact details of where Joe was that weekend. We'll see if they can get the oversight committee, can get a subpoena into the uh, secret service that, um, you keep
1: trying with the Secret Service, don't you, to try to find out who was on that trip and and uh, who was in the car and that sort of thing? or cars probably multiple. Um, and Mackler was then uh, well, let me tell let me ask you this. How dirty was Bo Biden? I mean, I think he was the cleanest of all the Bidens, but really, in all honesty, that's really not like saying much.,
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. you're right. You know, I think he was the, I think he was a consil, consigliere. You know, there's there's that character in The um, uh, the Godfather, or the lawyer guy. He knows what's going on. He doesn't get his hands bloody. He knows what's going on. He's a consigliere, and he gives the advice on how to avoid the big problems and stay away. He doesn't get his hands dirty, but he's in it. And that's Bo. Well, he was mm-hmm. in it.
1: I know he blocked a couple of investigations that helped his father and uh, that sort of thing, but I just, you know, as attorney general, but I, uh, I do wonder about, uh, how much dirtier the family would have been had Bo lived and survived and Hunter and who knows? I mean, who knows what would have happened with this family? All we know is that we see video today, uh, of that day that we are recording this of, Uh, The big guns coming out to support Hunter Biden, who is running an operations and information campaign, to uh, allege that he's just a poor, hardworking schmuck, that he's, you know, hey, man, what's going on? You guys are really you're you're making fun of me. Here is Jill Biden, who finally acknowledges there's something going on with Hunter. And boy, oh boy, it's just not fair. How have you been coping personally uh, with the onslaught of accusations against your husband and your family, including and especially Hunter? It's the focus of a House Oversight Committee hearing, holding him in contempt, obsessing over him, showing pictures of him during vulnerable moments in his battle with addiction on the floor of the house. This would crush any family. Mika, I, I think what they are doing to Hunter is cruel. And I'm really proud of um, how Hunter has rebuilt his life uh, after addiction. you know i'm I love my son, and it's had it's hurt my grandchildren, and that's what I'm so concerned about. Please put it into some perspective, Mike McCormick. How much of a victim is Hunter Biden in all of these financial shenanigans?
0: That's. Well, he's not a victim. He's the entitled son of this entitled Joe Biden crime syndicate. Uh, he's like the crown prince, princeling who gets to prance around. And, you know, it's really sleazy what he did with his money, drugs, prostitutes, destroyed his family. Um, and so uh, there's no victimization there. This is an evil family. You know, he was, he was in one weird way, he cataloged it, he memorialized it into his laptop and then left it. Maybe that was his way of sort of, you know, some Oedipal, some weird Oedipal scream, primal scream to, you know, tell the world what was really going on in there, in that family. But uh, now they're trying to cover it up, cover it up, cover it up, because that's, how they are when they're awake and sober, but when they're in their darkest days, which is kind of very visible in that ugly laptop, this is an evil, evil group of people. And the people around them that they drew into it are also as equally evil. Trump, you know, uh, Barack Obama is covering it up and he's got to be pulling his hair out, thinking this stuff is coming out and I'm going to be pulled into this quick, this quagmire. He's going to get sunk in this quagmire just alongside of Joe Biden. Yeah. To
1: what extent do we know he was involved? Uh, I understand that. I And I read in the mainstream media that Barack Obama went to Joe and said, could you please cool it on all of these deals that you're making? Because it's making us look bad. It makes you look corrupt. And. Eventually, those, for whatever reason, fell off, I guess. But um, so, and it ended soon after he was out of office, uh, officially anyway, that we know about. But to what extent does Barack Obama play a role here?
0: Well, you know, there's a pretty, there's an interesting part of the book. I talk about how Joe d- did something really stupid in July 2014. Around the um, shoot, shoot down of this um, Malaysian airliner that was shot down over Ukraine, Joe came out and said some really stupid things. And it caused a rift between Joe's people, and it actually didn't cause a rift, it exposed a rift between Joe's uh, very close, closely knit uh, office of the vice president and Barack Obama's executive office of the president. And they got rid of one of Joe's chosen staffers. His favorite staffer is a guy named Fran Person. And it's somewhat speculative on my part, but the evidence that I have comes from knowledge of things that only I know because I was a stenographer and I listened to what Joe said. And I was like, "I'm not doing a stunt. I'm not doing a, a transcript of that." And um, then. You know, there basically what happened was there was an audio recording sent to me of him saying some really crazy things that weren't supposed to be said. And I refused to do the transcript. And in the refusing to do the transcript, there's no physical record of it, except that it's an email to me in my uh, email system. So at the White House, when you work there, you you work there with the understanding that every email you send and receive is covered under the Presidential Records Act. That email that I received is stored in the national archives. Whether or not it will be available through a FOIA or a subpoena is another question. Obvious eventually...
1: question. Well, obvious question. Why didn't you transcribe it?
0: Because it was so. It, it, he basically said something that was so stupid, and I couldn't hear parts of the of the audio clearly. It was a, a sort of an audio taken on an iPhone in the back of a room, and since I couldn't hear it clearly, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. Because if this comes back and blows up, they're going to blame me. You know, I'm the messenger. I'm the some transcriber. I'm not making it my, my mistake. So I refuse to do it. I said, I can't hear it. I refuse to do it. And that's where it ended for me. But they got, you know, but to me, that was evidence of this huge rip. What you were saying was they were telling Joel to cool it. They punished him when this happened. They had to stomp on him to get him to stop doing stupid things. And he kept doing stupid things, you know. He kept he made deals with uh you
1: never underestimate so, Joe's ability to F things up, quote. Exactly. Quote unquote, I mean Barack he went Obama. on from
0: there. He went on from there and made deals with cocaine smuggling Honduran government officials, you know, and Obama okayed it. But I mean, to me, Obama in the second the from twenty fourteen on, basically uh from the summer of twenty fourteen on, Obama just cared about his golf game. He was basically showing up And not really caring, and Biden ran wild, and that's what this 2015 video was about. Biden was over there running wild, you know. That wasn't American policy. That wasn't Obama's policy to have Joe Biden go over there. Joe Biden said, "I'm going over there." This is what I'm doing, and you know, Obama said, "Okay, sure."
1: Uh huh. And now he's running the White House for Joe Biden because Joe Biden never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to f things up, and and of course, this whole catastrophe that is the Biden presidency, and if it is in fact being orchestrated by Barack Obama, just shows incredibly how how incredibly left-leaning and anti-American he and Joe Biden really are. It is shocking. It is absolutely shocking. And the fact that now we have knowledge that the people that were supposed to be looking into the Hunter Biden laptop and and the information contained therein, stuff that you have reported about, um, they the, they put in a Biden family confidant into the the special counsel's office in Delaware to be a mole, to be a spy, and he was the guy we were just talking about, Alexander Mackler. And it is stunning. So not only do we have proof that he did illegal things and caught up, if you will, in um, elite capture, as the Chinese call it. But when it came time to look into it, the Biden administration also had someone on the inside giving them the 411 on what's going on and how to stop it. And he did stop it. Now, didn't he?
0: Mm, Didn't he? That's right. That's right. And you know, this goes to show you so people kind of made fun of Joe Biden throughout his career, but they don't keep track and and you know, he was he has this sort of persona, this bumbling kind of a, a little, yeah. stupid guy, you know. But and he'll he cut stupid. your
1: balls off sooner than he look at you, right?
0: Right. And but also he had over fifty years of experience understanding how the levers of power in Washington work. And he was vicious about using him behind the scenes and protecting himself as he used him behind the scenes. And, you know, the Obama-Biden relationship will become eventually understood better than it is now. But I think Joe Biden was manipulating or leveraging information he had on Obama more than Obama was sort of placating Joe, or I think there was a lot of, Joe Biden had a lot of opportunities, he did a lot of uh, significant, um, uh, he had a sinif- given significant uh, assignments by, by Obama, uh, far above and beyond what a usual vice president would get. Why? And when that answer is, comes out fully, it's going to shock people.
1: And what do you think it'll mean? I mean, for example, I know that Joe sort of put himself in charge of Ukraine because he wanted to cash in. Uh, there was no other reason but that he—he, he, I mean, he had a, quite a portfolio. He had other things as well that were equally uh, high test as that. The um, and so I just wonder what did he what did he have on Barack Obama? What are you thinking?
0: Well, he was—you know—Barack Obama was uh, in. He came in in and he made this great speech in 2004 at the Democratic Convention. In 2006, he gets uh, elected to the Senate. One of the first things that he does is he gets put on the um, Foreign Relations Committee. Who was the chairman of Foreign Relations Committee? Joe Biden. And they started taking Barack Obama under their wing. Well, Biden knew he wanted to run for president in 2008, probably as early as 2004. Uh, And he... You know, it was sort of analysis, to see. Well, as soon as he saw this Barack Obama guy, he realized, man, I got to get with that guy. So I think he wanted to have. He saw the rivalry developing, and he wanted to, you know, understand what it was. But Biden is an old Washington hand, and he knows how it works, and he knows, you know, leverage comes from mm-hmm. knowing significant things about people's personal lives. So I'm it's not all about sure information.
1: what he. Yeah, information like and sure. access.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what he had on Obama yet, but we may mm. find out down the road.
1: Well, I think the Larry Sinclair book was enough. I mean, I as time goes on, I remember when I was first confronted with this book, and I looked at it and I went, "Oh come on, there's no chance." Uh, in a fullness of time. I have personal experience, not just not with his church, but with the church I've been affiliated with, in which there was a down low club. And I think to myself, Brilliant. OK, I believe it, actually. Mm. I believe.
0: Yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. We'll see. There's got to be more evidence developed. But so I think Joe Biden had something on Barack Obama to the fact that he got so many of these assignments.
1: Yeah. Interesting yeah because he was in the he was in line for lots of money, obviously. Uh, the other thing is is that because I know you you know we've been talking for quite a while and and uh, I know you probably have other interviews, but I do want to make sure that we talk about the alias emails that yeah. Joe Biden used that have opened eighty two thousand new pieces of information for you to look at and how that was used by the Burisma people to give him a little tell and just go, hey, we know about this. Talk about that.
0: That's right. So he had an alias. um, Three of them. He had three aliases. The one that I focused on was robinware456 at gmail.com. There's a couple of significant events that came out, and I put them in the book about this email uh, and one of them that you're kind of referring to, I think, is there was a, a, a kind of a back and forth between Hunter and Burisma Holdings executive, um, Van Buzarsky. Buzarski was freaking out. You know, Poroshenko was moving, the Ukrainian government was moving against the energy industries in Ukraine with some severe tax program or something like that.
1: Like Joe's
0: it was going to destroy their ability to make a lot of money. Yeah. And he told, you know, he told Hunter Biden about this. And, you know, Hunter Biden's business colleague heard about it. Devin Archer heard about it. He said, this is good night irate for us. So it was significant and serious. And they didn't get back to Buzarski. They're sending this email back and forth, back and forth. Finally, Buzarski gets frustrated. He uses the in the salutation of an email. He uses Robin All He knew Robin's. He knew that 456 Robin Ware. He knew that. It was supposed to be top secret, used only by insiders. Alexander Mackler knew it. Yes. Um, he did. And But Hunter <laughs> knew it. But only very few trusted people knew it. And this Breesman guy knew it. So that's one more tick of evidence. This is, hey, Breesman knew all along what Joe Biden was doing. And they were using him forward their business and cutting him in on it. And that's how they do it in Ukraine. Yeah.
1: Well, and then here we go. Uh, And you know what's interesting here is that Joe Biden is doing the exact same thing in the United States right now. Just, I mean, isn't it ironic? He must have been taking notes.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's it's sickening. It's really, really disturbing this dark time in a country right now with this president. It's awful.
1: It is awful. And then when you look at the stunts that Hunter Biden has pulled recently as he's been asked to testify and to be deposed by these congressional committees. And I can understand why one in Hunter's position might hold such requests in disdain. But nevertheless, um, he showed up in front of the Congressional Oversight Committee yesterday in the seats in the gallery uh, to basically thumb his nose at the lawmakers why is he just that is he just that arrogant
0: you know i it might have been a diversion tactic to knock knock attention away from something else um he is that arrogant and uh, you know i hope the oversight committee looks at that and says you know what let's get somebody in here who can testify and that would be me (laughs) i'd love to go in and testify and say yeah hunter biden did this joe biden did that i saw this i saw that and here's your evidence and case closed um so yeah I think Hunter Biden uh is probably doing his dad's business. I think he, you know there's a real strange mentality there. I mean the guy was just significantly hooked on crack and making bizarre decisions during that period of time right before his dad got elected. And so you know I don't think there's I don't think he's he's that well recovered from it. So you know there there may be something going on there where he's just his thinking process and the people around him are clouded and crazy. How does
1: Vadim Push is uh, it Pusharsky get enter into your narration here?
0: Pizarski is the fixer that did all the heavy lifting for Barisma with Devin Hart. So there's two two significant fixers. Devin Archer on the the Biden crime family side and Pazarski on the Burisma side. And they did a lot of contact in between each other. And then Hunter would sort of get pulled into it with Archer. Um, It's Hunter's laptop. So we see Hunter's response to Archer. But you see in a lot of places, and I put this in the book, how Archer's kind of, I'm doing this. You got to do that. And, you know, he winds up doing it for, for Hunter Biden. Anyway, it's that princeling thing. You know, Archer wanted a piece of the action, too. He did whatever it could, whatever had to be done to keep the princeling happy. So,
1: yeah. Well, uh, Archer and uh, Eric Schwerin, who was another partner in one of the other shell companies or whatever, are real companies uh, out of which many shells were born. uh, Eric Schwerin was a basically a babysitter for Hunter Biden because he was such a crackhead. Right.
0: Yeah. Eric Schwerin was D.C.-based. He didn't go internationally abroad like um, Demon Archer did. And Schwerin, But Schwerin was really close in with Joe. He had his hands on Joe's uh, connections in and out of Hunter's business. So Schwerin's the guy who went into the White House a whole bunch of times and met with Joe and met with the staffers. He's the guy who's sort of, you know, has the ledger of what was done and when and where. And Schwerin, I think, is still scheduled to uh, testify in front of the House Oversight Committee in a transcribed Interview. So that'll be interesting um, to date. I think they've said he hasn't been that forthcoming, but we'll see how he comes out. I mean, part of the reason I wrote this book was I want these guys in the oversight committee investigator to ask certain questions and Schwerin if he has to, if they can ask, ask certain questions based on this book, that's be, that'll be significant.
1: Also, the Devon Archer, you want him to get them to get Devon Archer back in front of him because he didn't answer, you know, the specific question you wanted him to answer, which was, you know, Klitschko and his connection to Burisma and whether or not he was at that telltale meeting um, in the UAE, right? Dubai? Exactly. Yeah. 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 There's Klitschko
0: there, Yeah. And if he answers that, that'll be significant. Yeah. So. He mentioned you know.
1: everyone but him. Right. So. Yeah. Or oh, in a few more people, I think he's uh, you quote him as saying,
0: you You're know, right. like,
1: why didn't they ask specific? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You got the guy under lock and key for the moment. You've got him under oath. Why wouldn't you ask who everyone was
0: there? That's exactly right. And that's, you know, if you read through these transcripts of these house oversight in uh, interviews, they're very pa- they're they're very passive. It's it's not a you know, I used to work in uh, as a stenographer listen to grand jury hearings where you know there's a, a assistant u.s attorney who's really trying to dig into the crime and they're really trying to dig the information out of sometimes you know uh witnesses who don't want to say anything well you know they but they dig it out they get fact 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 and they get them to eventually you know give up some significant information they don't do that in these congressional um Interviews, which is why I would re- I would want to be interviewed. If I go under, you know, under oath, I'd like to do it in front of a grand jury. The you know, special counsel David Weiss's grand jury. I think that's, you know, my best the best use of my testimony.
1: Well, maybe it, maybe or n- maybe not. They. They don't have to act on your testimony. They don't have to do anything based on your testimony. It's secret by definition. I'd rather hear what you had to say. I'd rather you were like the IRS whistleblowers who blew the whistle on all the money that Hunter Biden was raking in and Joe Biden was getting a little piece of. And the fact that he lied about it all, uh, that uh, Hunter Biden lied about it all. And then the cover up by the Biden associates. At David Weiss's office in Delaware and the sweetheart deal that they tried to get him on, which included initially immunity from prosecution for any crime Hunter Biden may have committed for the rest of his life. Shoot, you know, they don't even want to give Donald Trump immunity for for being a president, you know, but they were willing and they were all cheerleading. Oh, let's give Hunter Biden this great immunity here. That's a great idea. Until one judge with whom you had spoken, right, Mike McCormick?
0: Yeah, that's right. Her... Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't speak with Judge Ronica. I spoke with her clerk in her chambers. And uh, that was right before David Weiss was named special counsel. And the reason was um, I was really trying to get in front of a somebody who would take my testimony. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, if you are an interested party with this case, you can call my chambers. So I did. And I sent her a letter and, you know, she did her, she did her part. She mm. got rid of, they kicked that crazy, uh, plea deal out of the, out the door. And now Putter's under, he's under indictment and two, two different, um, he's under indictment. On, California
1: uh, and D.C. And,
0: and, and in D.C., yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see if anything sticks. I mean, he seems right. pretty, he seems pretty, well, you know, he's got... He, He's he seems like he's pretty anxious about it. And he's he's got a you speak of consigliere. He's got the his uh, attorney friend who has now gotten a piece of one of his companies who's being paid through that piece of his companies and using that company to then launder money to Hunter Biden, for which Hunter Biden is not paying taxes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just sorted what they're doing. And they're doing it out out of the open and yeah. everybody it's the like media is of like letting them do it it's kind of yeah. it really it's a very very dark time in our country right now
1: but sure Hunter's the victim right yeah okay the the book is and it's number one in its its uh, genre for on Amazon right now number one on Amazon number uh, one K- in
0: new releases of uh, um, corruption and uh, I think it's political. Politics. Yeah, something, corruption and and crime in politics or something like that. I'm not sure exactly the category. But yeah, new releases, number one. That's good. Keep it going.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Keep it going. Buy the book. I did. The Case to Impeach and imprison Joe Biden by Mike McCormick. Thanks once again for coming on the Adults in the Room podcast. Always, always interesting. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Victoria.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Adult in the Room podcast. To keep the programs you like to listen to, please rate this podcast with a fantastic five stars on your Apple podcast app every time you listen. And give me a great review. Plus, of course, subscribe to the podcast. It makes a difference with the big tech algorithm and the big tech oligarchs. And it makes us easier to find. Please get in touch with me on all the big tech stuff. Yeah, we're still there. Using the names Victoria Taft or the Adult in the Room podcast on MeWe, Parlor, Minds, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks to 1A Cast for imaging, editing, and production. The fantastic song is Gospel by the March 4th Band of Portland, Oregon. Music for Antifa versus Mike Strickland is Ride or Die by Raps by RC. The Adult in the Room podcast is also a production of Flamingo Road Studios. Remember, head up, heart out, and strive to be the adult in the room. Till next time. Mischief managed. Rise up.